Thank you for downloading the Wings Museum podcast. In this edition, we once again catch up with museum curator Daniel Hunt. It's been a slightly longer break between podcasts this time, mainly because everything's been a little bit quieter around here. So how have things been going? They've been going quite well, really. I mean, obviously, as you can expect with what's going on in the world at the moment, nothing is normal. So our visitor numbers have been healthy, but slightly unpredictable. We can go from being very busy to being quite quiet. What I would say to people that are thinking of visiting the museum is that, you know, we are quite a bright, open, airy building, so there's plenty of space for people to social distance. We obviously have all the normal precautions in place, uh, and we also monitor the track and trace, so we keep a record of that. One thing that we've seen recently is the school inquiries have uh, begun to sort of take an interest again now that the schools are back. And that's something that we actually hosted our first school visit programme a couple of weeks ago, which was a, a great success. And it really, it was great to see the younger generation back in the museum. So has this added any more complications to getting people through the front door. I mean, the schools presumably are very, very careful about where they're going if they're outside their own buildings at the moment. Yes, they are. I mean, they always sort of make inquiries beforehand as to what precautions we got in place. They also carry out a pre-visit recce of the museum as well. And then they produce the various COVID-19 risk assessments and everything that's required these days. But we also carry out our own precautions on top so that after each group has been in, uh, for example, we sit them down and give them a 30 to 40 minute talk on the mainly the home front and they get to handle some real exhibits that we have for school visits. And So, so handling things, that, that must uh, ring some alarm bells at the moment. It does, but after the visit, we sanitise so they all get sprayed and then they're ready for the next day for the next group because... The particular group that we had recently was three visits of 30 school children for a maximum of, they were here about an hour and a half, and uh, say 30 to 40 minutes of that was a talk. But, you know, it's great for us to kind of see that it's still being well received. We can now make the connection, obviously, that uh, they are kind of living in a time right now that is seeing similar precautions that were in place on the home front during World War II what with the gas masks and I think that that helps them appreciate just how quickly something can come into force and and affect everyday life and and normality really it it makes it real again doesn't it yeah I think it it does you know from their point of view it kind of helps them understand what had to be endured during wartime Britain and that it did affect everybody and we sort of make a the whole point of the talks and the school visits is to demonstrate the hardships and the sacrifices and for them to just give it a bit of thought about the sacrifices from all nations and to try yeah we don't want to glorify war it's getting that sense of reality at the right level to the children to actually think actually I appreciate that that happened and, you know, that's something that I wouldn't necessarily want to to have to do. And also getting them to think that it might have been, that if it was 75 years ago, it might have been their dad or their mum, you know, that, that might well have been at risk. And also talking on the evacuation side of things as well. The fact that uh, over 2 million children were evacuated in World War Two, 
And uh, something I learned from George, who accompanied me in doing the talk, was that some, I think it was 34,000 children were never claimed, which, you know, was quite surprising. And I guess, you know, again, it demonstrates the fact that a lot of people lost their lives on the home front. And the sad reality is, is that they probably just weren't around to claim them anymore. Yes, I mean, some of those figures are quite shocking, aren't they? And presumably that gets a reaction from perhaps the teachers as well as the children. Yes, it does, yeah. I mean, I, I think they were very pleased with uh, the talks that were delivered. And I think the reaction from the children, you could see that, you know, many of them were interested. I mean, even to have them there open-mouthed as you're sort of telling them some of these facts... Um, is obviously encouraging and the fact that it is an exhibit handling they they get to handle a world war ii rifle which again is put into a historical context but i suppose it's the artifacts that provide them with a connection to history times are hard for everybody at the moment they've been especially hard for the sort of hospitality sector that's spent a large part of their haymaking season closed and you know the wings museum has obviously got liabilities and you know sort of outgoings and yeah it, it's been difficult for us you know I, I won't say it hasn't been difficult but i think for an organization to stay afloat in these times says a lot and you know we are volunteer led thankfully you know we haven't had large numbers of staff on furlough you know we we sort of kept it so that we can ride through these difficult times and what we are doing um, and, and it's really prompted by the covid situation and as many museums are doing is that they are quite hastily adding a donate button to their to their website so we're following suit on that because obviously donations are welcome. I mean, we've got lots of ongoing restoration projects and future aspirations that we want to achieve. And the more income we can take, the, the better we can sort of deliver that important message that the museum keeps in the minds of, you know, the younger generation. And of course, uh, closing for winter soon as well, which uh, makes the situation a little bit more to the forefront. There's not the number of people coming through the front door. No, that's right. I mean, we, we have to close for the winter season here because, you know, obviously it's a fairly basic building that's unheated. And whilst we're here working behind the scenes and adding new displays and doing an awful lot of exhibit maintenance. Yes, those, those shivering volunteers that uh, I've met on many occasions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we all, we all sort of um, carry on here. But, you know, obviously from an income point of view, we have got a winter period to get through. But you know that isn't a new thing and actually with the unknown situation that we have at the moment I'm thinking that it's not actually a bad thing to be closed to kind of assess the situation you know where you stand yeah absolutely yeah I mean a big question on our mind is about our events which have all been cancelled in 2020 um, or should I say postponed we would like to bring those events back for next year but obviously I think taking stock on what happens over the winter and will will be quite important um so we will close after remembrance sunday we're obviously open for remembrance sunday as a sign of respect and then after that time we are then closed for the winter we are planning on reopening the first weekend in march and we're going to maintain our six days a week opening 
which again, you know, has actually been of benefit during this pandemic because it's enabled visitors to spread themselves out. You know, we're able to maintain sensible visitor numbers here. And I think that that's important. Whereas if we were only open two days a week, obviously everybody would kind of be targeting the same days. I mean, it is currently a very wet outside Thursday early afternoon and there are people in, you know, and there's, there's, there's a sensible number of people in the museum and, you know, we've seen people come and go this morning not even seeing each other. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think you, you can also visually see if somebody's in a section in the museum and, you know, you can just go and look at something else until that area is clear. But the great thing about a museum is that, you know, you can look around a museum, but you don't have to touch anything. And to be fair, you get very greasy fingers if you touch quite a few of the bits out there. Well, yeah, that's right, especially uh, beginning of next season after we've oiled a number of the engines and carried out maintenance and what have you. Yeah, that's a fair point. Now, having said that the museum is shut for the winter, if there's a group of people, obviously adhering to all of the rules at the time and whatever else, and, you know, if people groups of six arrive or whatever it may be at that point in time people can still book to come at any time yes they can yeah i mean uh, we we will make ourselves available for group bookings because it gives us the opportunity to point out that the museum will be cold you know it's, it's all subject to the great british weather but it enables us a little bit more control because we'll have to obviously the goalposts are forever changing. I mean, at the moment, we can have groups of six. You know, we can have several groups of six in the museum so long as they're not together. So, you know, we can maintain that with our group bookings that whilst it might be a group booking of, say, 20 or 25 people, we can still adhere to the, the rules that are currently in place. So, yeah, we're, we're open for evenings, weekdays, weekend visit, you know, group bookings throughout the winter. You can certainly be, be flexible. And when it comes to the kind of groups that you've had visiting, walking groups, car owners, U3A, that kind of thing, almost anyone has found the place of use and of interest, haven't they? Yes, I have. I mean, I think the museum provides quite a nice sort of venue on normal occasions as a as a group meet or a club we have high beaches tea rooms which is just down the road and that's only three minute drive and that's you know again a family-run business that offers home-cooked food and i always recommend them because i think in this current climate it's important for people to support the independence that a they're probably having a harder time than some of these big corporates you know just get in contact with the museum we're happy to talk the practicalities and answer any questions that you might have for more information to keep up with the museum projects and perhaps if you feel able to donate to the wings museum visit the website www.wingsmuseum.co.uk